headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And we're taking your calls across America. It's a free call, you guys. So 888-825-5225. And we will be chatting about career, relationships, your money, anything and everything. So give us a call. First up, we have Chase in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Chase, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, I'm curious if y'all have any advice on making a career change while you're trying to pay off debt. Um, just a little backstory about a little less than a year ago, I changed careers to do something that I really wanted to do, uh, something that I was really passionate about, but it was uh, kind of on a gamble of a part-time job that would hopefully become full-time and it has not become full-time yet. Um, and so my wife and I agreed that, you know, it, it coming up on that year, if it wasn't full-time, I was going to have to figure, figure out something full-time cause we just need to be pulling in more money. Yeah. Um, just. So kind of just feeling a little hopeless as that's coming up because I've applied to a couple jobs and come back. Um, my wife's been the provider mainly, you know, I'm, I'm working part-time. So she's been the provider for the past year. Um, and just as the husband and as the, you know, just spiritual head and everything I want to be providing, um, that's a really hard thing for me to not have. And so I'm kind of just unsure of where to go. Um, yeah. I'll hop in and Rachel, you hop in too. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Um, so first, how old are you, brother? I'm 26. Okay. So I want you, I'm glad you learned this lesson at 26. That's awesome. Um, Some of the stupidest wisdom of our era, our age that we live in is this notion of follow your passion. I'm just going to go. What the science tells us is we become passionate about what we're good at and what we're good at are things that we have to practice over a long period of time. And what that also tells me is if I get a job as a, podcaster or a YouTuber or a radio person like I have right now that I wasn't particularly passionate about. I was really passionate about helping people over time. I've become super passionate about this gig. Does that make sense? And so it's finding out what's my role, what's my purpose. But dude, that can, if I got fired tomorrow, if Dave just fired me tomorrow and I was working at Burger King this weekend, I would want people to have a little bit better day after interacting with me than before. Right? So my, my purpose for being alive would still be intact it would just look very different and i would i would i would not be making as much money as i make right now right so that's number one number two um i'm going to challenge you to not conflate leadership and head of household with i make the most money i think that's a dangerous Mm, path to go down there's been seasons of my marriage when my wife makes way more money than me and it's been awesome because we're in this thing together. And there's been seasons when I make way more money than her and it's awesome because we're in this thing together. But when you set yourself up as I'm a failure or I am not doing X, Y, and Z and so I'm not meeting some, I don't don't know, I don't want to get started down that road, but you're not meeting some (laughs) standard that you've invented or probably somebody invented it and handed it to you that usually comes out in guys making a lot of immature decisions or being angry a lot or being ashamed a lot. And there's no sense in bringing that into your marriage. So be really, really grateful that you have a wife that's kicking butt and keeping you all afloat. 
I'm really proud of y'all for putting a, a deadline on this thing, putting a, putting a marker mm-hmm. in the sand and saying, okay, we're going to give this all we got for a year and then we're going to have to pivot and make another decision. Awesome. And you get to be really sad that it didn't work out. That sucks. You can grieve it and be bummed yeah. out about it and then say, cool, what comes next? But it's not coming next because uh, here's what I think. I think you're adding those extra variables, those extra, because I need to be this and Pressures. I got to be this, yeah. the extra pressure. Mm-hmm because you're really sad that this thing didn't work out. Is that fair? That is fair. You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head um, with the, the anger and the, sh- and the shame um, yeah. of everything. Yeah, and for yeah, guys, I really, and Chase, I, I would tell you that, and John, you can speak into this, for all the work we've done around specifically just like men and women when it comes to money, for men, money is more of a scorecard. There is something tied to like a guy's worth of saying, oh my gosh, this is... This is what I'm bringing in. This is where we are financially. Like there's something tied with a guy, even different than a, than, than a woman. Uh, it's like this identity piece. And I think whether it's been taught to you, like what John was saying or whatever it is, but like regardless of who you are, your net worth is not your self-worth. Who Chase is, mm-hmm. the kind of husband you are, the kind of dad you might be or will be in the future, like w- who you are, Chase, and loving your family and serving them and doing what's best because what's, what's best right now is exactly what you're doing of saying, hey, we've done this for a year and it's not working. I got to go find another job. And it's not to fulfill some role around that. It's just to be able to say, yeah, common sense is telling us like I could be making more money right now. And work, yeah. yeah. And and we're going to we're going to decide that as a family. So um, what's this passion job, brother? Uh, graphic design. So if you, number one, we're hiring. So if you want to submit your application for graphic designers here, <laughs> go to Ramsey Solutions. Go to Ramsey Solutions. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but two, that sounds like one of those jobs that you can do just absolutely knock out of the park. You can even work from home in certain situations. You can do a great job, continue to keep your practice on the side. And I don't see this, this dream as being dead at all. I see it being as not right now, or I've got to get some more skills mm-hmm. under my belt, or I've got to learn the business side of this thing. And so working for a, an agency or a company is going to be a way I get a grasp on the business side of this stuff. Um, like It just tells me that at 26, you got a lot to learn. And by the time you're 36, dude, it's it's yeah, lights it's, out. That's a game changer. So this thing sure. isn't over, my brother. Not even a little bit. Are you guys working the baby steps chase, you and your wife? Are you all trying to pay off debt? Where are you guys at financially? Yes, we're on baby step two. We have about awesome. 30000 in student loans right now, and that's it. Okay, great. How much have you guys paid off so far? Uh, we, paid, we paid off about ten. Nice. Awesome. Well, good. Well, you're on, you're on the track, which so is awesome. So do this. It's going to sound cheesy, what I'm going to tell you, but I want you to do it uh, anyway. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I want you and your wife to hold a tiny little funeral service for this passion dream that you had. This I like it. I'm gonna launch, but here's why: it's gonna. It might be silly, but I want y'all to go all in on it. Go all in, <laughs> and invite friends if you've got them that would be a part, but kind of on the inside joke of this whole thing, but also not really a joke. Here's what it's gonna give you: it's gonna give you and your wife a marker. This is when mm-hmm. this we we as a family shifted. We closed this door and we begin opening other doors. And that's a powerful moment. Otherwise, it just kind of lingers and you take your new job, but you're still kind of checking your other work email to see if clients come in and you never fully 
go from one place to the other. You just kind of get, bleh, you're everywhere. So have a funeral for it. Say, we are done, and we are now making this transition. And then take your wife out to breakfast. And I know we tell you in Baby Step 2, don't do that. But you're making a ba- major life transition. Take your wife out to breakfast. Actually, I don't want to kick you while you're down, but she'll be taking you out to breakfast. Oh and <laughs> I know that wasn't cool, but it's true. She can take you out to breakfast, and I want you all to sit at the table and then dream together. Okay. What's our sprint through this last $30,000? We're going to take two jobs, three jobs. We're going to get this thing knocked out. We're going to, you're going to stand tall. You're going to walk tall. You're not going to dump the anger and shame onto her. And you're ready for this whole new transition. Stay on the line. We're going to get you Ken Coleman's Get Clear Assessment. I'm going to give it to you as our gift. And it will broaden your horizons and what you can do with your graphic design dreams. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. So our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. With 19 service brands nationwide, you can find reliable help from great locally owned businesses like AirServe, Mr. Appliance, and Mr. Handyman. Visit Neighborly.com today for help with just about anything you need for your home. All right, today's question comes from Jonathan in Ohio. My fiance and I have completed the first four baby steps and I have a question for you about number five and number six. I'm currently investing our extra money into mutual funds and once the balance is above the principal balance of our home, I plan to pay off the house. Why are you doing that? The current projection is the end of 2027. However, we're about to get married and we plan to have kids in the near future. Should we be working on step five now or waiting until we have our first child to start saving for our kids' college? I feel like we're out of sync because we skipped baby step five. I've been watching your show for about six months. It's changed my financial mindset. Thank you. All right, Jonathan. I, Jonathan does a lot of things out of order. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, I do, I do too, man. It's all I, I get it. I totally get it, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're skipping baby step five. You can't save in a college fund for someone that doesn't exist yet. So yes, you will be skipping that. I would go ahead and be putting this extra money you have in a mutual fund that's dedicated to pay off the home. Go ahead and put that at the on the principal. Stop, like, stop giving the bank, stop giving them vacation homes to their executives and their shareholders by paying interest. Like yep. just stop, stop, yep. stop, stop. Pay yep. the bank, pay the bank, pay the bank. Put all that away. And yeah, put that, put that into the house and make sure you guys, if you're getting married that you have yeah money. I mean, you're on baby sets four, five and six. So make sure you have Money for a great wedding, a honeymoon, like be planning for that because there's expenses coming down the road for all of that. But. And here's the hard truth um, about this about this question. And I'll just speak from my personal experience. My wife and I planned our life out and we we're both going to go to grad school. We got out of grad school. Then we we're going to start a family. And we were like, time to start a family. Yep. And then year one went by, then year two went by, yeah. then doctor's visits, then year three. So I tell you that just from personal experience that don't put the cart before the horse on this mm-hmm. one. When you have kids, then you can start an emergency fund. I mean, you can start a, a, a savings fund. That's great. I'd love to see you hammer through and just pay your house off. You're pretty dang close. Pay your house off, man. Um, and as y'all roll into, after y'all get married, just 
pay your debts off, pay your house off. Um, but don't start putting sa- making savings accounts for babies that aren't there yet. Yep. It's not great. wise. Nope. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the phones. Again, it's a free call, 888 825 John and I will be chatting about every part of your life. So next up we have Jose in Montecito, California. Hey, Jose, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing great. How can we help? So um kind of got myself into a little bit of a predicament here. I... I will. I have. I have a truck. So it's an older vehicle uh, that I've been using uh, to commute back and forth from work. Well, however, I was getting tired of paying so much in gas, because um, you know in California that gas is pretty expensive over here. Um, so I went and purchased a smaller vehicle, more economic, uh, which was great. But I didn't really pay attention too much to the uh, interest rate afterwards. Mm. Ouch. Uh, the vehicle, the vehicle cost it out the door was nineteen thousand. Okay. Um, but afterwards, uh, when I looked at the paperwork, uh, I have a twenty eight percent interest. Whoa, so, Migo, what are you? Oh no, Jose! Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, they took you to the cleaners. How much did you owe on that truck? Uh, no, the truck was paid off. That was that was my truck. I got that truck for like four thousand dollars. So you gave somebody nineteen thousand dollars at twenty eight percent to save fifty bucks a month on gas. What I, what I thought was going to be a little bit better. But, yeah. Um, Shoot. Okay. What yeah, could you sell? What, hey, Jose, what could you sell the car for today? Have you Kelly Blue booked it? Yeah, and I even went back to the same place that I got it from. Only for them to tell me that their trade-in value will only be seventeen thousand. <laughs> Dude, yeah, what that's did you, a what depreciating did you, asset. Right what did you do with the with the truck? You still have it? I still have the truck. The truck okay. is worth a, a, like about six thousand. Okay, so Jose, what you're gonna do is I would get out of this loan ASAP. Okay, so what you're gonna have to do is take a smaller loan, a two thousand dollar loan for the difference to get out of the car because you're mm-hmm. upside down on it. And I would rather you owe two thousand dollars with a loan from the bank. Not at twenty eight percent. Go to a credit union. Then, then have a car that's continuing to depreciate the more you drive it, and it's this. Yeah. I mean, it's it, astronomical interest rate. So stupid. So I would get out of that today, Jose. I really would. And you'll get a loan for two thousand dollars, and I would drive your paid off truck and not have payments, and start <laughs> tackling this this two grand. I'd rather you owe two grand than twenty eight grand. And we say this or with nineteen uh, grand. We say sorry. this with love. But we're kind of clowning a little bit. But basically, you're going to end up with about a two thousand dollars stupid tax. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, and then you're going to be like, next time somebody's like, "Hey, I got this good idea," you're going to go, <laughs> "Go, no way, man! I remember mm-hmm. that." By the way, Not if the no trade-in value was seventeen thousand at this scam artist that sold you this car, that's a great point. I bet you could sell it for twenty thousand dollars private sale and net a, a net a grand on it. Yes, that's a great point, Jose. Yeah, don't go back to them. Right. See if you can private sell it. I would put this on Facebook Marketplace tonight and see Craigslist. what you and put it for twenty one thousand and see what you get for it. Yep. Okay. Is it a brand new car? Is it brand new? It it's a twenty twenty two Chevy Spark. Okay. Yep. I would that's actually. A great I put it at twenty two, and someone's going to give you twenty, thinking they're get, they're getting a deal, and they'll just say, "How about just 20? And then you go, "Ah, okay." And then you're going to make a thousand bucks, and <laughs> you're going to have. $1,000 for all your indigestion and probably a little bit of preparation H. And then you're all done and you're never going to do this again, right? That's right. Yeah. No, no. Lesson, lesson learned. Okay, but and yeah. it wasn't until... 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that last piece of advice that John said is so true that I'm like, this could make or break that two grand loan or not actually coming out ahead. So remember, there's all you're always going to get a better deal most of the time through a private sale. When you go to a dealership, not as good. And especially if you're going back to the people that sold it to you and you're like, please take it back. They're like, we will for 17 because they know in their head. Punks, they man. Could, yeah. Punks. Yeah. Hey, uh, have you been through financial peace, brother? I actually just signed up to it. Um, I start on the 6th. Um, awesome. Good. So, Most excellent. All right. Here's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a free copy of Total Money Makeover. And I want you to have that as just as your gift from us. And I want you to read that book as you're entering into this class. It's going to be a great primer as you launch into this class. Good for you, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you for your time. Absolutely, oh, you got Jose. it, man. I like you, Jose. You're, Thanks so much. Me and much. you would be friends. I'm confident oh. of it. And you know what, John, I think so much of all of this idea of winning with money, looking at your life, making different decisions, there's a level of humility that you have to be like, oh, that was a stupid decision. Uh, go with the whoopsie do Like, I feel one. like yeah. we've had some callers call in and we'll get off the call and we're like, we'll say to each other, yeah, they're probably not going to take our advice because you can just feel it from them. That they're like, no, I got my thing. I'm going to do my thing. And they keep running down that same track that we're like, warning, 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 don't do it, don't do it. So there takes a level of, continuing to learn mm. and to believe that like, okay, not everything I thought was correct is correct. Like I need to learn something new and maybe the decisions I've made with my money are stupid and not good. So I need to make different decisions, right? Like there's a basic human element there that's really key to change your behavior. So there's two things and I, I, I'll keep them private here between me and my counselor, but there's two things that have a struggle with for decades, yeah. for years. Yeah. And yesterday... In my counseling session, it, my counselor's the greatest, my therapist's the greatest, she's incredible. But she said, how long? And I said, what do you mean? She said, how long are you gonna keep working this plan that has never worked? Mm. At what point, and she used the word that I hate with all my guts, <laughs> at what point are you gonna submit to another way of, of looking at this problem? Yeah. And that was the most honest, true thing I could have been told. Mm. The way I'm doing this isn't working. So we talked to a caller earlier that um, him and his buddy, they created a company and they built a house and now they're having to float the note out of their private bank accounts, interest only, because they have a scheme and think, and those dudes can't breathe. And it's it's a, like, okay, you tried it. You got crypto, you got, it's not working. Will you be interested in trying something else? Yep. Just a totally different way of doing life. And that's Jose's. That, that's why I pointed all that out because I'm like he came with such like humility this humility of like oh man up. I screwed now, up I so I you guys sometimes it's just that of, of admitting I messed up it's my fault as Taylor Swift would say it's, <laughs> hi it's me I'm the problem it's me we'll be back you worked hard for your home it should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals and something as simple as window treatments can make the difference if you're ready for an upgrade we've recommended blinds.com for years and i've used them myself that's because with blinds.com you don't have to sacrifice your budget your style or great service from blinds drapes shutters and motorized shades they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home 
and their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz with Dr. John Deloney taking your calls. But John, you know what's crazy is that the job market, the economy, all of that, it's kind of in a bit of a funk right now. Uh, And when that happens, a lot of people are looking for jobs and new opportunities in other states. They're looking to move, but that can be really intimidating it can be exciting you know there's a lot of emotions around that but you can also take a lot of the uncertainty out of the equation when you partner with someone who's a local expert in your new area so someone that's going to show you the best neighborhoods the most the best schools everything around the city that you're looking to move to have someone who is there who is really good at what they do and what i mean by that is a really good real estate agent Again, not all agents are going to do this, but to find somebody that really has their foot in the market, they know what's going on, and they're able to help guide you. So if you want an agent who will do all of that, then connect with a Ramsey trusted real estate agent. These are local experts who go above and beyond to serve you so you can trust them to guide you throughout every step of your relocation. We can connect you with a Ramsey trusted agents all over the country who are ready to help you buy, sell, and hit the ground running in your new home. So to find the best agents in your area, go to RamseySolutions.com slash local agents. That's RamseySolutions.com slash local agents. All right, up next, we have Bernard in Detroit, Michigan. Hey, Bernard, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. How are you today? Absolutely. Uh, glad you're here. How can we help? Well, I just had a quick question um, regarding the, you know, I always listen to the show and you guys say like your um, mortgage should be 25% of your take home pay on a 15 year fixed. Um, should that 25% include, does that include taxes and insurance? Yes. Yes, it does. HOA fees, anything and everything. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That was uh, the quick, the question I had, uh, I have a home now, but thinking about like moving in the future, we just wanted to make sure I was like setting myself up for success for that move. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, and I always tell people, you know, that it's a conservative percentage that we say, and a lot of people get mad at us because of this formula. But what we found is that when you're, when your home is not an overwhelming part of your budget, you actually have margin to do other things. You have margin, whether it's paying off debt, saving actually living life, enjoying life, spending, giving, like there's all this other stuff that you want your money to do versus going all to the mortgage. So it really allows you to have some margin in your budget. Um, so that 25% really allows, I mean, what we believe your home to be a blessing, not a curse. And that, um, you can, there's two levers you can pull there. One is you can have a massive down payment and get more house, right? And then the other is you can make more money. And that just depends. That sounds like the um, either or, right? But you can have a great salary and just put down ten percent or twenty percent, and then do the twenty five percent there. Or you can put down fifty percent on a house, and that's going to really drastically reduce what your total is going to be, your percentage every month. That makes sense. So, 
what what would you guys suggest if because I know like you want to put extra additional money towards the house, but if I want to move, say in like three or four years, should I still be putting additional cash yes. towards the house? Or yeah, I would because what you're doing is just building an equity. So when you sell the house, you're still you're going to recoup that money. And what we find too is that sometimes when people have money that they're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, instead of paying down the house, I'm going to save for a newer house, you know, in two to three years, we find that life happens and sometimes a vacation comes up and it's like, well, we can kind of pull out of that account or something else occurs. You're like, ah, I can take it out of here. When you lock it into your home and you're paying down your mortgage, you're getting equity and it's doing what that extra money should be doing. And in my life, if I go back five years, that is three jobs and two states ago. <laughs> and none of that was on the radar. None of this is on the That's radar. That's a good point. How much life changes in just those? It, dude, yeah, in four think? to five years, man, everything's going to be changing. You're talking about we're going to have a new presidential election. We're going to have new surprising findings. There's UFOs everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you never know what's going to happen, man. So I would keep your foot on the gas, doing the right thing in front of you. And when you sell your house, you'll get that money back out. Is that good, Bernard? Sound good? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I awesome. appreciate you having me on. Yep, yeah, you ab- bet, brother. Absolutely. Up next, we have George in Austin, Texas. Hey, George, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Dr. John. Good afternoon. What's good up, afternoon. man? Good afternoon. How can we help? So I, uh, by by your uh, your words, I would be in baby step two, but I kind of, I kind of don't know what to do next. So uh I recently paid off my car. Um, had I found you guys a year and a half ago, this would have been a much easier decision. <laughs> but I recently paid off my car in about February. Um, awesome. It was way overpriced. It took me five out of the six years it was supposed to take me at $600 a month. I'm not happy about it. Um, but I'm currently looking at $7,000 left in student loans and $3,000 left in a personal loan. Okay. Um, I've been paying my student loans throughout the entire pandemic. Um, but I'm realizing that yeah! September, once that interest hits, uh, I'm going to have to probably start paying the interest on that as well. And I'm thinking, is it a smart idea to sell my car that I just paid off? It's a 2017. Uh, right now, I'm looking at the KBB private value. Is that 22000 So I could sell this car, get completely debt-free right now, and then use the extra money for a little beater for a while, which will be fine. And I can just breathe easy knowing that I don't have debt, but I, I just don't know if that, if that's just a drastic decision to make just because I've been listening to you guys for a month now. And I'm just like, Oh my God, how I, I should just do this now. Or yeah. like, Hey, calm how down. much money do you make uh, annually? Uh, when I bought the car, I didn't make enough, but now I make 70. I've made 70 for the past couple of years. And how much do you own student loans? Uh, I have, Exactly seven thousand dollars left. So you'll have twelve thousand if you sell this car for twenty two. You have ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars total of debt, personal loans, student loans. So you'll have twelve thousand left to buy a car. I would, George. Yep, George. I would do this this weekend. I would do it because it's just a car. I did it. I do you know what I'm saying? It. It's you... just a car. Like it's not a house. Like sometimes we we slow people down. We're like should I buy? Should I sell this house to get out of debt? All this. We're like, well, there's moving. Like there's so much logistics around buying a home and moving all that. A car is like. We can just and let's also say this, switch this, it up. This car, you've got a you've got a, a negative relationship with this car, don't you? Uh, no, no. I mean, I love my car. I well, let me no let me say it like this. It. I hate my negative relationship with my car now is based solely on the fact that I've been listening to 
Rachel's show and George show and I found the money guys and I found you and I found all the stuff in the last month and I'm like oh my god what I've been doing with my money for the last <laughs> however long is ridiculous it's no. like you've and been I dating just, somebody and she was kind of awesome and then an ex-boyfriend came up and was like you want to know something and you're like no but you found out right yeah so hey if I'm I you so I would sell that car this weekend I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision yeah I, I think it's great George because it's a car do you know what I mean like at the end of the day you can get a new one you can come back to this type of car later like again switching that stuff is it's pretty easy and can so. i say this dude i cannot tell you george you are in the one percent of the one percent nobody nobody kept paying their student loans with with when there was an interest pause for three years so well done you are a hero and here's the deal come september when everyone's like we don't know what's happening uh, you're gonna go yeah i don't care and I'm debt free. You so, have no worries. So keep that momentum I, going, I George. I don't want to take too much credit. I will be honest. I, I was dumb with that initial check, but it's uh, fine, George. Hey, you're and, and, and hey, quickly. and George, I would say this too: if you're doing the baby steps, you'll have that twelve thousand dollars left. And I kind of flippantly just say, "Go get a twelve thousand dollar car." Even get a six thousand dollar car and take that another six thousand for an emergency fund if you don't have savings. You know, like you can use all of this to really fast forward this process for you, so you can actually start investing and building wealth and doing the stuff. And you know, I might so. do Rachel. I might take one thousand dollars and just Uber for the next two months and buy a twenty five thousand dollar car for ten thousand off somebody who hasn't paid their student loans oh and is not prepared for that George. repayment to kick up. Get it, sell George. It, sell it, George. Congrats. You're awesome. Thanks for calling. We'll be back. Well, John, America's birthday. Well, Rachel. It's, it's coming up. The old 4th of July. Are you guys big 4th of July people at the Zaloni house? Yeah. We don't live in the middle of nowhere, so you're like, you just shoot me. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of 4th of July all the time at our house. Just yeah, we're shooting fireworks I, I, all the time. I, I like it good. We're going camping and we're having a fire like always. Yep. Yeah. So good. Um, all right. So here's what's crazy is how much Americans will spend on specifically fireworks for this wonderful holiday. So according... Or as um, my granddad said, just lighten your money on fire. Just lighten that money on fire. Uh, so American consumers bought, are you ready for this? 260.7 million pounds of fireworks <laughs> in 2015. That's so many bombs. In 2015. And it was uh, the most of any year between 2000 and 2019. But the pandemic changed everything so in the 21st century consumer fireworks revenue slowly and steadily ticked up from about 407 million in 2000 to 1 billion in 2019 and then in 2021 2.2 billion dollars in fireworks (laughs) that's just a bunch of people sitting at home so angry at their youtube accounts and listening to like angry podcast they're like we're just gonna blow crap we're just up. gonna blow everything up we're gonna blow it up oh my okay gosh. so here's here's just so you, <laughs> here's the math on 2.2 billion dollars if you spent a thousand dollars a day it would take you two thousand seven hundred and forty <laughs> years before you ran out of money um or if you had a billion dollars and we're told to spend it um, in a single year, 
you'd have to spend a minimum of $2.7 million a day to reach zero by the end of the year. This is so much I'm so ignorant, though, to fire. Like, I don't even know. We have fireworks at a park right by our house, so we just go up in this hill in our neighborhood, sit in someone's front front yard, and we watch it. And so, like, we don't do a ton of fireworks because we're, like, in the city limit. Or I don't know. Like, it's illegal. Kind of yuppied out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's whatever. So... I don't even know how. I mean, do they cost a lot? Like how, well, if you, how much if would you do those, Yeah. So give me like like the kind that go up and it's purple and it like all rains so down. So like a ten like to a, twenty minute show is is it can be between two and seven thousand dollars depending on zoning. If you're doing it in New York or downtown LA, I'm sure it's okay. a million more dollars. Okay. Um, this calls them fireworks pyro musicals. <laughs> what is that? I, I, that's that's. <laughs> Listen, if is somebody... Is that where they, like, do the music with it? Or is this, like, a whole other thing? I, I, I honestly have never <laughs> heard the phrase fireworks pyro musical. Rachel, pyro- that's like when they do... The music the, to the it. The shows at, like, Disney World yeah, or Big like, Fourth of July County Fairs with the music. Like so it's yeah. like, bum, bum, and then it's like, bum, bum, Did you say in sync on purpose? It's like in sync does a routine to a fireworks show. It's in it's in sync. I want it that (laughs) way. Um, And then uh, firework pyro musicals cost one to two thousand dollars a minute. Good. Wait, say that again. One to two thousand dollars a minute. Holy crap! Exactly. So um, anyway. It's, it's a lot. That's it's all a lot I'll of say. money. It's a it's lot of a lot. money. No, but how much do you know, John? How much? Like, if I went to like a fireworks stand on the side of the road and you bought one of those, I mean, you could spend a gets, couple hundred bucks without without even. No, but blinking. like, what's one? One would cost a hundred bucks. Of, well, like, one they're of the always ones? like buy one get fourteen free. So, okay. but yeah, if you went to buy just one of the one that went, yeah, yeah, it can be up how to twenty bucks. Yeah, it can be up to twenty bucks. Oh, twenty dollars. Yeah, um, and then some of these okay. fountains, oh. like Roman candles, novelties, um, like the. Uh, you know, two to five hundred gram cake repeaters, Roman candles, novelties. The like fountains. A package like at, that could be six hundred bucks. Well, this, yes, yes, six hundred and twenty nine dollars ninety nine cents. Okay, so you can go spend some money. Yeah, and yeah. you can't be the. Ch- it's kind of like Christmas, like like cousin Eddie. Like you can't be the chump house that's got lame fireworks if you're allowed to do that in your community. You gotta go all out. You gotta like have them. Listen, have the good stuff. If you buy oh fireworks. On a credit card, you can never listen to the show again. <laughs> You're banned from listening to the show. Stop You're it. off. Stop Don't it. light borrowed money on fire in your front yard. <laughs> Just light regular money in your on fire. Just money you have. Money exactly. you have. Oh, God bless the USA. All right, up next we have Matthew in Tucson, Arizona. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. I'm actually going to read my message if, if I'm a little nervous. That's okay. Sure. You got it, man. Do what you got to do. All right. So I'm 28, um, and I'm in the midst of a really challenging divorce. Um, Before we got married, my wife brought about $30,000 into the marriage. Um, Meanwhile, I was carrying about $40,000 of debt. Um, We're now debt-free. As I work through that, this heartbreak, my concern is her long-term financial stability, and I'm contemplating giving her above the 50-50 requirement that the law requires and giving her money back to her. Um, is that a wise decision or does that set me up for undue financial hardship in the long run? Um, when you say you're worried about her long-term economic viability, what does that mean? It's that, here's what it sounds like. It sounds like she did something and filed on you and you're still worried about her or did you do something and she filed on you? 
Um, I I had some moral challenges, and she has filed on me. Okay, so are you doing this as a a way to kind of buy your way back into her good graces, or just prove to you like I'm a good guy? Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't planning on telling her I was doing this. Um, I was just going to do it in the end. I've had I've um, had friends that have just when they head to the table, they put 55% down on the table. I've had friends do that. And it's less about because of this future thing. It was more to, I want to go above and beyond so that this is an easy process and we don't go to war. If you're already in the middle of the war, you have to know that she made some choices, some values-based choices that she's not going to be in a relationship in a, in a covenant relationship with somebody who did whatever it is you did. And so she chose to leave. And I'll applaud her for holding firm and true to her values. But anytime we do that, it comes with consequences as well. And you can't buy the, your way out of that. If you want to help end this thing and putting another 5% on the table or whatever would help end this thing, I'm all for ending the war. I, I just, I hate how these things drag out. It, it just breaks my heart. Um, but I don't think you can buy your way back into, I was, I'm not such a bad guy. I'm a pretty good guy. I, I, I don't, don't try to buy your guilt. Sure. Does that, that make sense? sense? Does she, how, does. how is she when it comes to money, Matthew? Is there any part of you that's caretaking her in the sense of like, gosh, she may not be as fiscally responsible. So I'm a little worried. I want to make sure she's okay. Like, is there any of that or is she, does she have a lot of discipline around money? She's, she's very disciplined around okay. money. She's so very it really frugal. is. Yeah. She's yeah. Very disciplined. Okay. It so, sounds like you feel like sick to your stomach and you probably still really love and care about this woman and this relationship's over and there's just that mm. that grief and it's so hard to sit in grief and so our bodies tell us to do, do, do something, do something, do something, do something. And this is a way that you can you can manufacture action, if you will. Um, and I would tell mm. you that it probably is not going to do anything other than frustrate you in the long run unless it does facilitate ending this contentious divorce and just wrapping it up if it was me personally um i would put extra money on the table to end the the transaction how long has it been going on matthew um we've been separated for eight months um and i got served papers last month oh wow so you're just okay. getting, you're, you're just, just getting, getting going started. huh oh, matthew i'm so sorry yeah, pretty raw yeah um in the service of the papers did it have an offer in it um uh, from reading it with my lawyer, everything is 50-50, um, is at least the, what she's asking for right now. Man, I I wouldn't borrow any money, but if I'm you and I'm in that situation, I probably would put a little bit over. There's not, I don't have a rhyme or reason why. I don't have like some principle that I live by or something other than um, once you once somebody files for divorce, this is no, the, the relationship is over and we are now in a business transaction. And anytime I do business deals, I always want to be extra generous. And that's just, I do that with the lawn guy. I do that with tipping at a taco stand. I do that just with every transaction I, I try to engage in. Um, and so that's probably how I would do that. Yeah. But again, Sorry, Matthew. you hired a lawyer too. Yeah, I hate that for you. Thanks for calling. You can't buy your guilt. Yep. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. Thanks to all the guys and Emily in the booth to make this show work. Thank you, John, for a great hour. And thank you, America. We'll be back.
Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.